Is there such a thing as the perfect storm? Well, I don't know. But if you ask the people who were stranded at airports across the country last week, they would probably tell you yes. And if they didn't realize what was going on at the time, there actually had been the perfect storm brewing, which is what eventually led up to Southwest Airlines canceling up to 60% of their flights during that period. So today, we're going to dig into that and try and understand the reason why these types of things happened and if there's any way to forecast if they're going to happen again in the future. so I hope you got a cup of coffee I know I do and I'm ready to talk about perfect storms all right what does that mean what does a perfect storm mean well it could mean a lot of different things but right now we're referencing the flight delays across the United States last week specifically the Southwest Airline massive cancellations thousands of flights canceled we're talking about 60%, 70%, somewhere in that range, 60, 70% even is a huge number. It's significantly, even talking anywhere in the realm of canceling half their flights is huge. You're talking about airplanes that take anywhere from like 75 to 250 people times thousands, all right? Thousands of flights in a day. And all those people being stranded at airports, all those people being stuck with tired kids, with hungry kids, with you know themselves being exhausted, people with disabilities, people who can't just go back to their house, you know? There's so many things that were coming into play last week. I mean, just because it was Christmas week, now you're talking about like a change in density of travelers. You're talking about weather. You're talking about rental car agencies having fewer cars to rent out. You're talking about hotel rooms that are having less rooms to offer and higher rates. You know, there's just so many things that came into play last week. It was absolutely ridiculous. But the thing is, most people don't actually understand why. You know, it's funny when you actually think about it that there's so many things in our lives that they kind of barely happen for us, right? And what does that mean? It means that a lot of times, especially when we're talking about traveling, to be able to get somewhere on time within a reasonable amount of time, a lot of things, a lot of pieces need to kind of come together, right? They need to link together to be able to make everything happen at the right place. And it doesn't even have to, it doesn't even have to be pretty, right? But a lot of times we think nothing about it. We show up at the airport, we check in, we go through security, you know, we're sitting there, we're waiting on the plane, sometimes like 10 minutes late um, coming in, but we get on there, they make up the time in route by speeding up the aircraft. And then they land at your destination, you're on to the next gate, wait for that aircraft, and then you're gone, right? Unless that's your destination. But to be able to get you from point A to point B, and even have a stopover in the middle, to be able to get your luggage off one aircraft, onto another, and then onto your final destination, it's 
amazing how many things actually need to work out to be able to make that happen. And it does. It does thousands of times per day. And it's not pretty. Sometimes it's pretty. Maybe sometimes it works like that. Most times, though, it's just barely hanging on by a thread, which is why people have the tendency to get so damn frustrated when they're traveling because, you know, they just can't fathom why it is that, you know, maybe they fly only American Airlines. And if you only fly American Airlines, then your perspective is always going to be American Airlines is always late, you know, and then every time your aircraft is going to be 20, 30 minutes late or an hour late taking off, you go talk to the desk agent and you're like, hey, um, you know, you're the 400th person to show up that day to walk up to them and say, what's going on with my flight? Is it going to be on time? Is it going to be here? And after that 50th person, they just can't maintain a smile anymore. And they're like, it's coming. Just take your seat. Wait, the airplane's coming. It'll be here soon. And now your perspective is American Airlines always late and their agents are rude. (laughs) So there's so many things at play. And let me tell you, let's kind of back it up. Let's get like micro on here or macro. All right. Let's really like zoom in the microscope. All right. So what happens when you think about this? People don't really realize that all these little minutes, all these little delays, they start to add up, right? And the stress is felt on the travelers. The stress is always felt on the travelers. Do you think the pilots are being affected? Do you think the crews are being affected? No, they're not being affected. At the end of the day, the airline's going to get them back to their hub. They're going to get them home and they're making money while they're out there. And they're not just making money, but they're making good money, especially these pilots, right? They're making good money. You are the one, you, the traveler, are the one who's absorbing all the stress. But a lot of times people don't really realize that. Just imagine, we've all been on those planes where you have a person I'm not even talking about an elderly person. I'm not talking about someone who's disabled or handicapped. I'm talking about just a person who is so slow about getting in their seats, who is, you know, just fighting to get their bag in the overhead compartment that is just taking their time. They're getting in the way. They're holding up that line of people trying to get onto the airplane, not realizing that every one of those minutes counts. That's why the flight attendants are constantly just rushing people like, all right, come on, everybody. We need to get everybody in their seats we can't close the door until everybody's seated and you know of course a part of that reason why they want to hurry up and get the door closed is because that's when their pay starts for the pilots and for the flight attendants but they also want to hurry up so that we are off the gate on time because i'm sure a lot of you have actually experienced this when you land let's just say you know you land at an airport you touch down everything's good you're taxiing back to the gate the airplane stops And now the airplane's just standing there for about 10, 15 minutes. You can't figure it out why, but the airplane's just standing there and you're freaking out in your head because you're like, oh my God, I've literally got 25 minutes to get to my next gate before the plane takes off, not realizing what's really going on. But what's really going on is most cases, there's another airplane already at the gate that you're expected to take and they're just backed up on time. So now they're just taking a little bit longer to get off the gate. And for you, you're absorbing all that stress. But that one thing that could be holding you up is, 
a traveler you know a lot of times it's not maintenance holding you up it's not weather holding you up a lot of times it's people that are holding us up so you really got to take that into consideration the next time you travel be someone who's efficient be someone who can compromise and put your bag under your seat don't take your time getting into your seat right just hurry up get in your seat let everyone else get in their seat and don't give the flight attendants a hard time so you can hurry up and get off because what happens is every time a plane is delayed taken off you're delaying someone else coming in and yeah you know you think it's easy that maybe the uh maybe the ground controllers can say all right um, how about just uh, take gate 14 instead of gate five, you know, and you're like, OK, yeah, we can do that. It's not that easy. Think about this. You've been in the terminal before. You've had this experience where you're just waiting on your plane to come in so they can hurry up and get everyone off so they can clean the plane so you can get on it so you can take off and get to your destination. But what's happening is they call at the last second. They're like, oh, you know, attention, everyone in the terminal on your flight to whatever, Charlotte, North Carolina. The flight's now been moved from gate five to gate 14. Now you have hundreds of people popping up, racing down the terminal, trying to get to that gate. Right. It just creates chaos. So the best thing that can happen is people just hurry up. All right. Don't delay the process. Yes, of course, the airport's going to have delays. Uh, maintenance is going to have delays. Weather's going to have delays. But a lot of times, like I said, there's a lot of pieces that got to come together to make everything happen and happen in at least a moderately um moderately effective process okay um a lot of times we don't think that it's working or we think that it's working really well it's not always working really well in fact a lot of times things are barely holding on by duct tape and strings but you're getting to your destination you know so those things are coming together they're just not coming together pretty and you just don't realize that most times but all those little delays all those little things that happen you know to be able to get a plane to its gate on time to be able to get people on the aircraft at time to be able to get baggage onto the aircraft at time to get that plane off on time to have ground and tower and ticketing agents and baggage guys everything just working together to get you from point a to point b is actually a very difficult process to achieve now when you start taking things like and I'm just talking about on a daily basis too. I'm talking about on a regular basis. You go out, you travel in the middle of March or April, May, whatever, low travel season, October. You go during the low season. That's just how everything's coming together. You know, they're coming together, but it takes a lot of things working at an effective level to be able to make all these things come together. And as they do come together, everything happens to work out. So you got your baggage, you got your weather, you got your ground, you got your tower, you got your ticketing agents, you got people hurrying up all these things come together and finally everything seems to work now that's a chain process right so every time there is a break in that chain that means something's not going to work out right so now you take last week and we're talking about christmas week which again density of travelers goes from like this to this it's huge everyone wants to go visit family everyone wants to go visit friends everyone wants to retreat and get away to do this you know christmas thing or get home for Christmas or, you know, college students returning home. But everyone's traveling. A lot of people are traveling. So you got high density travelers, right? And now you got this storm that just happens to per uh, perfectly line up with Christmas week, with that high density travel week. You've got this perfect storm coming in that's bringing nothing but cold, snow, 
ice, rain, precip, all the things that are not great for aviation. All right. Um, last week, just taking off out of Munich, we already at the runway, at the edge of the runway, ready to take off. And we had to be delayed for like five to 10 minutes just so a de-iced truck could come through and spray the wings down. Right. It wasn't even that cold outside, but enough moisture, enough cold creates ice. And next thing you know, the airflow over the uh, the wings has changed. And what does that do? That changes your power. Changes in your power affect the fuel burn rate. Right. These are things that you would know in aviation, but those are important. Right. Now, just imagine that happening on a thousands of airplane bases all right weather significantly impacts these things so now what happens is you have high density travel you have high shitty weather and now what it's doing is it's highlighting you've got this giant microscope that's now testing the internal processes of all these aviation companies right so american airlines you know tried and tested delta united there's all these different airline companies that are being tested they're being run through the ringer seeing if they can hold up and they can keep up just think about when you build a new stadium right one of the things that they need to test and that we never think about is how many toilets can flush at once all right so yeah you can flush 25 percent of the toilets but just imagine you go to a stadium and they have 250 toilets at that location you need to flush every one of those toilets at the same time to make sure that the plumbing can handle it it's the same thing with electricity and now we're talking about travel so when you really have these circumstances like high traveler density and bad weather, it highlights, it puts a magnoscope or a microscope on everything. I was going to say magnifying glass, but a microscope on everything. And now it highlights where the weaknesses in your system are. All right. And the better the process that you have is, the more effective it's going to hold out. Right. So, of course, American Airlines had to cancel some flights, but it was like such a small percentage. Delta, United, they had to cancel flights. But again such a small percentage and then we have southwest airlines who has to cancel somewhere around 60 to 70 percent of their flights and thousands i mean we're talking about thousands of flights times thousands and thousands of people now the system is really being tried and what that did was it really put a magnifying glass on the processes of southwest airlines which now this is what's starting to come out i'm no expert all right i'm not an expert but just reading everything that's come out just listening to what the southwest ceo has been talking about just listening to what aviation experts and analysts have been saying everyone's saying that it's the process within southwest airlines that was tried and tested and failed to stand up to those circumstances and those circumstances being Lots of travelers, bad weather, right? Now, there is certain things. People are probably like, what does that mean? What does the circumstances mean? I'm going to tell you. So one thing, first thing we'll talk about is the scheduling. All right. So Southwest Airlines admittingly has a different schedule of um, or a system of scheduling. And by scheduling, I mean it has a different way of sending their aircraft across country. And so just to kind of give you a better idea of what it is that I'm talking about, this is the map. So 
Right here, we're gonna say that the blue line represents, you know, Delta, American Airlines, United. What they do is, these larger airlines is, they'll fly from a hub, they'll go cross country, and they'll go to whatever destination is. And it doesn't have to be cross country, but they'll leave one destination, go to the next destination. That's how they get their airlines across or their aircraft across the country, right? Or from one region to another, is they just go direct. Versus Southwest Airlines, they have this different process of if we want to get our aircraft from the east coast to the west coast we have multiple stops in between so what does that do when you have multiple stops you're putting yourself more and more into the firing range of this terrible weather system that's moving through the country so we know in particular the midwest even just this region from the midwest all the way over to the east coast was hit pretty significant right i'm sure a lot of people were paying attention to the news and what they were saying about the weather that was hitting buffalo it was bad right a lot of people were impacted by that quite a few people actually died during that even though it's upstate new york they have the resources i know this i grew up in upstate new york they have the plows much most people are accustomed to living in these heavy winter conditions even growing up i survived multiple blizzards and by multiple blizzards i'm talking about three feet of snow in one day all the infrastructure shut down buses you name it everything shut down i was trapped downtown for the entire day and finally made it home at like 10 o'clock that night luckily my mother worked downtown so i was able to hang out in her work but you know we're talking about in a region an entire region that was impacted and the more stops you have into those regions the more travelers you have waiting on you the more you're putting yourself in the range of that weather system so if southwest had been the type of airline or agency that goes from one location to the next and they're getting from point a to point b that's fine, you know, that's what made American and United and Delta more capable of handling this process. But when you talk about Southwest Airlines, they say, hey, look, this is our system. This is what we do. When we want to move our aircraft from one region to another, we're going to go from point A to point B to point C to point D to point E. This is how we get there. This is how we move the aircraft from one area to another versus the other airliners, right? So obviously, when you do something like that, you have more stops, you have more travelers booked, you have more flights booked, you have yourself now in the range of this terrible weather system that's moving through, that puts you even more into that probability of we're going to have to cancel a lot of these flights because we just can't do that. We can't stop at, you know, in this case, we'll say we can't stop at Chicago. We can't stop at Denver. We might make it to Salt Lake City, but this is going to be a stretch. Sorry, we got to cancel half our flights, you know. And half is a big stretch again. Half is a big stretch. If you actually canceled half the flights, that's huge. But we're talking about beyond half now. We're talking 60 to 70%. That's incredible. And that's why they're under fire so bad right now. It's so much that now they're under the FAA's radar. Like somebody's starting to look at this and say, all right, how did you guys screw up so badly? And what this does is this is definitely going to make Southwest Airlines better. You know, this is going to highlight their flaws. And now Southwest can look at those and say, all right, this cannot happen again. I'm sure they lost a ton of money on this, but they're looking at it and they're saying, okay, 
we need to fix the process. We need to build this better. We need to change what we're doing because we just can't do this again. We can't take this much of a financial hit. We can't do this to people and we definitely can't put ourselves on the radar of the FAA and we can't start taking on fines and you know everything else that'll come along with it. So even though it was bad, it's good in a way if you look at it in the sense of failing is good for you because it will cause you to level up and change your process and fix things that are broken. All right. So one of the other things that Southwest does is uh, they have a different way of actually like tracking aircraft and tracking pilots and crew. So, you know, I talk to people. Um, I work with actually quite a few people who are civilian pilots and, you know, they work for Piedmont, they work for American Airlines, you name it, Delta. And they talk about the notification process. They'll tell me about these things. They'll tell me about what it's like to actually be on call, how much notice they get, when they actually know that they're going to be put on a flight and when they know they're going to be canceled. And most times, and it's sad to say, but even though you might be sitting there all night in the terminal waiting on a flight that just was supposed to take off at 5 p.m., next thing you know, it's 9 p.m. You're still sitting there waiting. Your flight just keeps getting delayed more and more. Usually the pilots already know it's not happening. I don't know why they do this to people. I don't know why they decide to hold on to you until the last minute. Maybe a lot of it is because they're just hoping that most travelers will say, okay, let's just go ahead and rebook and they'll do the work for them. But no, a lot of times like pilots will know they're like, we're not making this like we are at the edge of our duty day. There's no way we're going to be able to make this legally. And now we're, we're short crew members. We're short this, we're short that we're late we're not going to be able to make this yet. People are still waiting, you know, so there's not much that we can know to get in on Southwest Airlines, right? That they, they just have a different process. That's all we know is the way they schedule flights to get across the country is different than other airliners. And the way that they actually track their flight crews and their aircraft is different than other airliners. And now what you have is this perfect storm that's come in the Christmas week, the bad weather with this gigantic magnifying glass that it's taken with it. And it's looking at all these different airliners and saying, I'm going to test you all. I'm going to run you all through the ringer and only the strong are going to survive this. And that's exactly what happened was American Airlines made it through with few cancellations. You know, Delta made it through with few cancellations. United made it through with few cancellations. Southwest Airlines barely made it through, but with a lot of cancellations. And that's ultimately what happened was you just had the perfect storm. You had on one side, you had a broken process. We can't even say a broken process because most people don't complain about Southwest Airlines. They're a huge airline agency here in the United States. But you have this process over here. You have their internal processes, which ordinarily work out usually fine but when you put them into this type of category or this type of scenario where you have a lot of travelers in bad weather now they're really going to be tested now they're going to see that those processes that they have those systems that they have in place are actually a lot weaker and don't actually hold up maybe they work out on an ordinary basis or when things are good but when things start to get stressed and strained that's when it's going to try that process and that's when they're going to find out like this just isn't working so you got the airline on this side right with their weak processes and then you have bad weather and people on this side put them together now you got the perfect storm 
And that's why people ended up suffering all these cancellations. So, you know, the question going forward is, how do we get around this? What can we do? Well, as much as I hate to say this, but it's actually true, is you need to do your homework. And I hate to tell people this, I really do, but a lot of times when it comes to flying, you can't chase prices. Don't chase prices. If you chase prices, you know, my father always used to say, you get what you pay for. So if you chase prices, a lot of times you're going to end up with more stress if that's what it brings you. If you decide that you're going to catch a flight from, you know, you're, you're talking about, let's just say in my area, Philadelphia to Orlando, you know, I can get a flight down to Orlando for $350 with American Airlines, or I can catch a flight down there with Spirit for like $89, all right? I'm going to spend that money and I'm going to take American Airlines because the reliability is important to me. I need to be able to get to my location with as little stress as possible with an airline agency that has a tested process. They have good customer service. They have redundancy in place, which means they have ways to reschedule you. They have a good application so you can get on there and even just reschedule yourself. They have good customer service. It's all about dependability. All right. Dependability is huge. So just keep that in mind going forward that if you plan to fly Christmas week, knowing that it's a high travel season, don't always chase the price. If you do chase the price, sometimes this is just a penalty that comes with it. All right. And if you do chase the price, at least know in the back of your head that you need to have some kind of plan in place. You need to know. All right, um, I'm on my way to Salt Lake City with a layover in Chicago. If I happen to get stuck in Chicago, where am I going? Who's got availability? Uh, what type of rental car agencies are there at the airport? Most people don't think about that because it's just so much work to do, right? It's just so much work to sit there and say, all right, I'm going here or from here to here. I got to stop over a point here. Bad weather's coming in. I really need to do all my research just to make sure that if I do get stuck there, that the children that I have with me are able to get into a bed that night, are able to get fed. You know, most restaurants at the airport, if you're stuck at the airport, you'll see those restaurants, they'll start closing eight, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. After that, everything's closed. You can't even give a cup of coffee. You know, you might be able to find a Dunkin' Donuts that is uh, got a bunch of stale old donuts and it's got some pretty weak old coffee, but Otherwise, a lot of places start to close down. So you really need to take some things into consideration. And I hate to say it again, but do your homework. Just understand that if you're traveling at a time where this, you know, this season, it's it's high travel season, Christmas week, Thanksgiving week, it's high travel time. And if you're going to be traveling during that time and you're going after the cheap flights, just make sure that you know, you know, how reliable they are, what's their cancellation rate. And if I do get stuck somewhere, where can I go? Where can I stay for the night? You know, I hate, I hate it. It breaks my heart to see uh, a family stranded at the airport with little children sleeping on mom's lap or sleeping on the floor, you know, because parents failed to plan adequately. So that's all I got for you today. I know it's a crummy situation. I feel terrible for all those people that were struck or stuck at the airport, but it just happens. And the reason why it happened last week was because of the perfect storm, all right? Weather, 
lots of travelers, weak processes, put them together, and that's what you have, a lot of stress. So do your homework, make sure you know that whoever you're traveling with is reliable, and if they're not always reliable, if their process, internal process has not been tested, and it's not been deemed reliable or capable of handling these types of stressors like weather and high density, then at least know what your plan is going from there. Know where you're going to stay the night. Know if you're going to get reimbursed for staying there for the night. Know if you need a rental car. Are you going to come back home? What are you going to do about your bag? Because now your bag is lost in the process. Do you at least have a toothbrush on you? You know, do you have something on you? Keep those things in mind. I hope this helps. Happy travels. And we will talk to you again soon.